is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen as always. And we've got a little bit of an announcement here. We're going to throw it on social here later this week, but we'll give you listeners a little preview of what's going down here. We are now Blue by 90 presented by Truly. That's right. We've got a little sponsorship action going on. Um, truly has been generous enough to sponsor us as a podcast and social media, and more importantly, sponsor the tailgate this year. Most Um, importantly, for sure. Most importantly, they're sponsoring the tailgate. So not only does that mean that we'll, we'll shout them out on here, but it means that you can swing by the tailgate and truly is going to have a lot of, of truly seltzers, uh, some different beer there, a lot of giveaways, koozies, all that stuff. So um, we're pretty pumped for that. Um, we've been, you know, we're, we're obviously big businessmen here. So we've been working these big deals. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, little old blue by nineties got a sponsor. So, uh, Hey, we'll take it here. Um, but we're pumped. I, I, you know, I will, let me say this. I used to be, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this. I used to be a white claw guy. I used to be a white claw guy, but for now, I am truly through and through. No doubt. I will. You won't see me with a claw. Don't bring white claw around the uh, around the tailgate. Slap right out of your you out. Yeah, you're. So I'm a no I'm a claws, truly guy no fizzy, no Bud Light seltzer, none of that. Truly yep. only. Exactly. Support the brand. We got to <laughs> so. get out. You know. You know how uh, hard my take. They got their. Uh, they had their grit week. Cans yeah. from Coors Light. The we Coors need a Light blue cans. by ninety. We need a blue by ninety. Truly tailgate can. All right, now, now you're that's talking. when we. That's when we've made it. Now now you've got your connections talking. up with Truly. See if you can get that rolling. Yeah, that would be insane. <laughs> that would. I mean, the thing is, nobody wants to see our faces on a can, but uh, either way, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm. I have no shame in selling out. I'll say that right now. I'm completely sold out for Truly. So. Uh, here we go. Truly guys through and through, you won't see us with anything else. Maybe a Bud Light. Cause they don't, they don't really have a, like a beer option. So we can go with, uh, you know, some light beers. But, yeah. Beers, yeah. beers are okay. But if you're going seltzer, you gotta, you gotta truly only. I need something to shotgun for the game and it's it, truly shotguns tough. So exactly. I, I'm a big out. <laughs> I will say I just got in, it came yesterday. I got a double bomb. Double that. beer bong. So, I mean, it's going to be lit. I'm going to – fuck it. I'm pouring truly in there. I don't care how bad it hurts the back of my mouth, but I'm going. Yeah. Now, is it like I'm, Homer I'm Simpson's much... hat or what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. That's what we need on the site. <laughs> Honestly. A little blue by 90, a little hat with the fucking put true, truly's on each side and just sip that throughout the tailgate. Jack thinks he's going to beat me in a double beer bong, and I don't think see, he's got a shot. See, no, I can't shotgun, but I can, I can beer bong pretty well. I All will right, say that, we'll but I can't shotgun for shit. I will gladly admit that. Not gladly. I guess I will openly admit that. But you know uh, what? Beer bombs, I am gonna, I'm, I'm solid. 
I'm gonna give a shout out to Zach Waddy for incredible. his bachelor party. I don't think he actually got the over, but those first couple shotguns that he put on social media, it was like a second. It was incredible. Delete so, it. I, I gotta you gotta give him a shout out just for the effort was really in it was there the effort was there I was impressed that was a great you know precursor to the tailgate season we can't wait to to try and see him do that uh, at the tailgate as well so there you go all right I'm glad so, we, I'm glad we started the episode off like that talking I about mean, tailgates truly tailgate, on brand truly totally on brand hey on brand. <laughs> there you go there you go it's like. Every other podcast out there is probably like game week. And so here are the new is the de- uh, depth chart. And here's what we're hearing from Jim Harbaugh. We're like, no, we got a double beer bong. That's all we really give. <laughs> so. The important news. And then we'll get yeah, to the rest of it. Exactly. So, all right, we let's uh, let's talk. Um, I, you guys want to do a little little pre uh, preview of the game? I mean, we can talk about. I do want to talk about Herb Street's comments uh, a little bit later. We put that out on on socials, and I know a lot of people uh, were chiming in there. I, Herb Street is like, you know, he's a, he's a Buckeye. People don't like him because of the waving the white flag stuff. But we'll get to that. But I do want to talk a little bit about what we've got going this week. I mean, shit. It feels good that it's game week. I'm like, I, I don't know about you guys. We've talked about this every single week. I'm all in. All in. I I will be pumped no matter what. I'll be so happy. I'll be I'll be bought into this team. Um, you know, the first thing that I do think, so Cade McNamara came and met the media on, on Monday. Um, and I just think people are overlooking how, like, he's got a good head on his shoulders and he seems like a legit dude, you know, like he seems like a nice kid, not an asshole. You know, he seems like he's super smart, all those things. I feel like, you know, I don't know if we've had that guy in the past. It kind of seemed like McCaffrey was a douchebag. Milton was just kind of Milton and, you know, and Shea Patterson was, was kind of a douchebag as well. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not, not to hate off. on the what? <laughs> Where are we getting Shea Patterson being a douchebag from? I don't know. Yeah, I've I'm never just... heard anybody say that. Uh, Fuck you. You're not on the team anymore. I hate you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just got that vibe a little bit from him. But I love that. I love that you're you're calling people douchebags right now. But if <laughs> you guys was... could see a row recording, he's wearing a tank top that says Team Blackout on it. It's, it's just truly incredible. And honestly, I had no shirt on about 30 seconds ago until you guys made me put a shirt on. So, oh, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the epitome of douchebag, this is right here. So, oh. All right. But, I mean, what do you guys think of Cade McNamara, though? Like, are, are you bought in on Cade as, as a starting QB? Harbaugh said he's a starting QB 20 times at this point. I mean, from what we saw last season that I feel like a lot of people are just forgetting about is, I mean, he was solid every time he went in. We didn't, we didn't see a lot of game film from him just because it was a shortened season and then he got hurt. But every time he was in, it seemed like he led the offense well and played pretty solid. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler type or anything like that, but I think he'll be a solid game manager and he'll make solid throws. I think he'll be like a Rudock type, which worked really well for Michigan back in 2015. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think he's kind of had like, I wouldn't say like swagger, but like confidence. And he's got that like quiet confidence, you know, where 
he'll just say it kind of how it is, what he means. And when he says it, I'm like, okay, cool. And honestly, that's all this program really needs. A competent, confident QB who can make the throws and plays that he's supposed to make. I like that. Competence and confidence. That's, I, I mean, that is really what it's about. You, you know, I don't think, I, I think we're all looking to JJ McCarthy here in the future and maybe that future might be four or five games down the road or it might be next year or two years. I, you know, we really don't know. Um, but I think people are looking to JJ as like this unbelievable talent, right? And he could be a game changer with Cade. You know, I, to your point, Jack, like the Rudock and the Spade eras were they, they were unbelievable, but they were serviceable and did the right thing and didn't make a, a bunch of mistakes. And that was when Michigan mm-hmm. was at its best. And so, uh, you know, under Harbaugh, at least. And so I, I'm excited. I, I think that the confidence that Jim Harbaugh has in Cade or seems to have in Cade is, is sparking my confidence in him as well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think if. I, how I see it is like Jim Harbaugh doesn't have to be that confident in Cade right now, right? He's like, you know, he's going to have to save his job if Cade's not that good, right? So Jim Harbaugh doesn't, I, I think it says a lot that he's pretty, uh, pretty, you know, he's backing up Cade McNamara. So, um, you know, and, and then if you look at the rest of the offense too, my God, the weapons that like, he should be able to get the ball to people that can take and move and score and do things with it. You know, you got unbelievable receiving core as deep as can be. You've got a three headed monster essentially at, you know, behind you. And it seems like the offensive line is, is doing decent as well. So, you know, that would be my only question mark is the O line, but still, I, I think with what Cade McNamara has shown, there are enough weapons around him that they should be able to make it happen. Yeah. I, I think the biggest question mark is the O-line. Like you said, I mean, we've got the running backs, the wide receiver room is talented. Um, it's just, is the O-line going to be able to either give Cade time to, you know, get the ball to where he needs to get it to. And are they going to be able to create holes for the running backs? That's, that's my biggest question for sure. If they, if they can do that, my expectations for Michigan this year are going to skyrocket. That, I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? We don't, there's a pretty much brand new O-line, it seems like. Um, not a lot of huge names, um, just because not super familiar with, with who's on the line. But I think after, you know, the first few games, with that being the question mark, I think we'll kind of have an answer to it. Um, but that, that's the biggest question mark for me. And that's, that's where I can go from seeing Michigan go 7-5 and five to, you know, 9-3. and three. Maybe, maybe even 10-2. and two. I mean, it's, it really depends for me. The whole line is the biggest thing. That 100% is the biggest thing for me. Don't, I won't say t- – I, I was very hesitant on 10 and 2. I'm going to say 7 to 5, 9 and 3. 7 to 5, you, 9 and 3. You just went from 7 to 5 to 10 and 2 so quick, which is but like it, – but it's, but it's huge, right? I mean, the whole line, if they, if they can – You're not wrong. You know, that's, that's, that's my biggest thing. That is my biggest thing. Yeah. I, I do mean, have hope. The hope is there. It's game week, guys. The hope is back. <laughs> I mean, the O-line, there's some solid guys there, right? And pretty much everyone there has at least some game experience. So, like, I understand why we might look at the O-line and go, like, oh, they're improving. But I also see the perspective, like, hey, everybody's played, and they've played, like, at depth. So if somebody needs to come out, someone else can come in, and they, you know, they can gel with the rest of the guys. So, like, that is definitely the biggest question mark to me 
but I guess we'll we'll see on Saturday, right? Yeah, and uh, and then you know the the word coming out of camp was that the defense handed it to the offense, right? That was that was what uh, I think it was Chris Ballas. I think Sam Webb said it. A couple big you know big names out there went and said it, and they said that everything that even the guys said it. I th- I think Aiden Hutchinson said it as well. He was like, yeah, we 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 gave it to him. So you know I, that also was when Michigan was at its best. The offense wasn't unbelievable, but the defense carried them. So if this defense can somehow turn into a, you know, a really solid defense, maybe it's a top 20 defense or something like that, then I, I, I see, I, to your point, Jack, I think that ceiling goes from a, a seven and five or eight and four to a nine and three or 10 and two. Um, now, you know, you say that, I, I mean, let's look at that defense though. You got freaking studs on the defense. I mean, there are, there are definite weak spots, but you have Aiden Hutchinson and Dax Hill, and you have, uh, uh, you know, those guys out there. Uh, I'm sure that the corners have to be improved. They can't be as bad as they were. Well, what I'm, what I'm excited about for the corners, too, is Jamon Green played really well last year at the end of the season. Vincent Gray was – I mean, I was really excited about him last year, but he didn't seem to have the best year last year. If he can play like he did his uh, either freshman or sophomore year two years ago, um, I'll be excited for him. Andre Selden, what's going on with him? Is he going to play? Like he was a hyped up recruit um, coming in. I mean, you're right. There, there seems to be talent back there. And Brad Hawkins, I mean, he's he's back again. Um, there seems to be talent in the secondary. You know, it's just how is that going to work with Mike McDonald's defense? And I'm curious to see what Mike McDonald's defense looks like. But there's talent everywhere, right? Like I don't want to get myself too hyped up, but it's just, you know, Every team's talented. It's, you know, how how does the scheme work with the players and how are, are they able to produce on game day? Yeah, I mean, where I'm at. There's, there's talent everywhere, right? Across the board, offense and defense. But when I hear that, like, yeah, the defense handed it to them, that kind of scares me a little bit, you know? Like, I I'm kind of like, I want to hear, like, the most neutral answer <laughs> would make me feel really comfortable. <laughs> Everybody played well. I'd be like, all right, cool, you know? <laughs> Well, also, it concerns me a little bit that some, you know, not that I think it's good that Mike McDonald has come in and gotten the defense playing well, but it concerns me that a brand new defense and coaching staff can come in and hand it to Josh Gaddis in his third year, (laughs) right? Like, you know, with with that much talent on the, on the offensive side of the ball. So I I am concerned there, you know, I, I would say, I think the X factor here really is more going to be, is, is that energy real? Is the culture shift real? Because how many times, especially when we get into the games down the stretch on the road, was it like you walk into Madison, Wisconsin, and you get smoked because they look like deer in headlights? You know, or you go on the road to Northwestern and you go down 17 nothing because you didn't show up to play yet. Thankfully, they won that game. But even the Penn State game, you know, in 2019 – you, you go down 21 nothing and have to claw your way back to try and, and win those games. So I, I think that, to me, that's more of the X factor is, is this coaching staff really – have they really changed that culture and are they going to have these guys ready to play? Um, so will we be able to see that on Saturday already in Western Michigan? 
I'm not sure, but I would love to see them flying around the ball and pumped about it and, and, and see some, some confidence, some juice, some energy going. So um, it'll, you know what, it, it's just going to be freaking fun to, to have 110,000 in the big house again. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think having Western, hopefully, obviously that game goes well, if we can get uh, started off on a good note, um, you know, that'll, that'll be important for the confidence of this team. So, um, all right. So Herb Street's comments, right? So he, Herb Street went on pardon my take and he, he was actually talking about Texas. He was asked, mm-hmm. is Texas back, which is a, you know, long running joke in all of college Always. football. They're, you know, they're back every year. They're supposed to be blah, blah, blah. Michigan's not very different. You know, Michigan's been quote unquote back a few times over the past seven, 10 years. Uh, and, and, you know, never really made that hump. So he was talking about that, but he said, Michigan, I can, fans, I can play this real quick too. Go Want for it. Go it? for it. Yeah. They're not as passionate about sports. I don't know if they have others, you know, how Michigan, they have great fans, but like compared to Madison or state college or Columbus or Iowa, it's almost like, eh, you know, we, we went to the game, but. We're, you know, we're, we're running companies and we're doing other things. We got other things going on besides football. Our, our lives, you know, are, are, are bigger than if we went on a Saturday. Well, in Columbus and Madison State College, their, their lives that next week are predicated upon what happened last Saturday. In Michigan, they got more things going on. It seems like they're not. All right, let's start with the running companies thing. Is he saying that? Michigan fans are the only people with jobs. Like, like what is the the rest of the big 10? Do they just like they, during the week, they just listen to podcasts and watch big 10 network. And, and like, I mean, that, that part was wild to me. Yeah. A little, little strange, but I mean, when we're, when we're talking about, I mean, I think he's right to a point, right? I mean, we've talked about it a million times. It seems like the energy at the big house is just, it's just different. Right. Like there's there are definitely passionate fans, but there's a lot of people that we've talked about before. It seems like they just show up to the game and it's like a, a day in the park. Right. Like they're just like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, oh, we can go to a Michigan game. But like they don't really bring that passion and enthusiasm to the um, to the stands and like to help their home team win. Right. So I think to a point he, he's right with that. And we see it every year. Like you said, we go to Penn State, you know, they're they're white out. There's that fucking video that comes up every year for the past two years of that whiteout where Michigan had to call a fucking timeout on the first play because they can't, they can't even, they don't even know what's going on because it's so loud in there. Like you don't, you don't see that at Michigan stadium. And that's, and that's the problem that, that, uh, um, that I see, you know, that I think we've seen for the majority of our lives as a Michigan fan. Yeah. I feel like partway through his statement, he was like, Oh, I'm, this is not sounding good. Let me say something good about them. Uh, they run businesses, right? So like, he was like trying to dig himself out the hole, but it just got like wider. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jack. I mean, they got stadiums, like soccer stadiums in Europe that house 15,000 people that are louder than our stadium. Right. So, I mean, like if a hundred thousand people were as loud as those 15,000, then like it should be, super loud right i read something that in a uh what like a 2008 um playoff game at florida 
it like registered as an earthquake because they were so loud. So I'm like, if other schools are doing shit like that, I don't know why we're not at 115,000 fans or whatever. So, well, one of the things that he said, um, cause Ro, you, you addressed this earlier. He was talking about Texas being back and, and all that stuff. And he kind of, he related Texas and Austin to be similar to, to Michigan and Ann Arbor. And when the team's doing well, you know, that's kind of when the energy and the passion comes up. Whereas you go to a Texas A&M or something like that, and they bring the passion constantly in and out. Like it's always like they're, I mean, the 12th man, right? Like that's their whole thing is like they're the crowd is going to be an X factor in the game. And uh, I mean, that's, we've seen that, right? I mean, when Michigan's doing well, it seems like the crowd is more into it, whatever, but the fans need the team to do well for us to do that. Well, I'll also say this, the, the, the places he mentioned was Madison. So Wisconsin, Penn state, Iowa, and Ohio state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, pretty much all of those places. I mean, Columbus is, I think the, the most populated one probably, mm-hmm. but outside there's nothing to do. I know that right. Ann Arbor is awesome. And there's Detroit and there's four, you know, pro sports teams in Detroit. Right. And so it's a little bit different that you can, you know, watch the lions on Sunday as well. Not that the lions are going to help us out much. Right. But <laughs> so, you know, it's, I think that part is different as well, where there's like, there is stuff to do outside in Michigan, you know, outside of, uh, outside of go to a game. If, if you're in Iowa, there's not a goddamn thing to do, you know, uh, except for Saturday football. So they are going to care more for sure. Also, but like, dude, spend one day on Michigan Twitter and tell me that people don't care and aren't passionate about Michigan football. People fucking want to kill each other because they're arguing with our own fan base, let alone arguing with other ones. Like, I think that's crazy to say that, you know, I, I, I agree with your guys' points that, like, obviously I would love, Mich- you know, bit the big house to be just, like, lit every day, you know, every game day. But it, I, I think that th- there's – to say that they're not passionate is wild because I think people – there are a lot of people that care, and for the week after, they are, like – you know, that's all they're thinking about. I know there's three of them right here. I know there's three of them on this podcast. There's a, you know, after the Michigan state game last year, I was, I went to bed like within 30 seconds. I was, I I was in bad shape. I was face down in the basement. Heather uh, had one of her friends come over and they were giving out candy uh, for Halloween. So it was fucking Halloween. And um, she's like, you're going to, you know, help me give out. Can we just moved into a new house? She was excited to like, you know, give out candy to the neighbor kids. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Michigan just lost Michigan state that just lost to Rutgers. Right. I'm, I'm going to be face down in this basement for like the rest of my life. <laughs> the, I mean, there's no doubt that I think there are a lot of people like us that like go to their job or school or whatever it is the next week. And that's like the, what you talk about on Monday morning. Right. And mm-hmm. then that's what you, you know, you listen to Sam Webb on WTK or you listen to your podcast or, you know, listen to us or whatever. Like this is what a, there's a good chunk of Ann Arbor and Michigan. And obviously the fans are, far, you know, spread way farther than that, that do care a lot, you know, but I think that I agree with you. Like 
I think you would see it and feel it more if Michigan was in the Big Ten championship year in and year out, right? Yes. Yep, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, I think just for every for every passionate fan, there's a hey down in front fan. Yeah, that's, that's the true. unfortunate thing. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, there that that's that's the thing that sucks is and is so disappointing about going into the big house is. There are a there's a significant portion of fans that are there like it's a day in the park like they're going out to a, a ball game and just want to have you know a nice meal and just kind of hang out and sit and watch a football game and then go home and read a book and it's like if you want to be competitive like there is a a, a part of that where if you want to be competitive in in college football these days you have to have a home field advantage. Right. And I don't think Michigan has had the same home field advantage as some of these other ones that Herb Street said. Um, I don't know how you read a book after you crush 20 Trulies, though. That's very true. If you stop by our tailgate and can and can walk, let alone read, (laughs) then you're you're doing it wrong, I think. So I'm I'm going through our. uh, So you put that stand up, get loud T-shirt and then the no, I will not sit down in front. That's on the back. I'm going through the replies on here. And um, one of them that I saw, Wolverine devotee. I, I like he put up and back. I like that. Uh, I that, like that. That could that could be another. That could be a a sequel 2.0 to what we've got. And then somebody else responded, said, "Yeah, fuck that. There's more to the game than selfish assholes who want to stand up and block kids' view." And uh, that Wolverine devotee responded, he said, "Kids who stand on the bleachers. I know I did as a nine year old uh, at game. Sounds like you're a down in front of. They got triggered by the shirt." <laughs> and, he, and the guy said what did he say here i've been to more than one game where my kid did stand on the bleachers and couldn't see because the asshole adult was doing the same in front of him why are you not holding your kid on take him to so a, he can see the fucking game take him to a minor league baseball game if that's i'm sorry but like like you if you think that college football is supposed to be catered to nine-year-olds like i don't know what to tell you man yeah it's I mean it's literal college first of all so it's eighteen to twenty two year olds that right. it took, take up you know twenty five percent of the stands and so like I, I, what do you want there this isn't you go you know get the get the uh, go to the Whitecaps game and get Porky the Pig or whatever his name is to sign your glove and get a ball from one of the guys like that's right. not the that's not what we're looking for I'm sorry dude yeah put your kid on your shoulders if you want to see the game don't tell you. That's what I would do. Like, sorry, bud. You that's what I plan. Out. I plan on doing that someday, right? right? Like, that's my plan. And my kid's going to be standing the whole time, hopefully cheering as loud as me. That's you know? right. So, yeah. Um, all right. So that's Herb Street's comments there. I, you know, people are going crazy on Twitter going, going back and forth. Nuts, yeah. Uh, and obviously people don't like Herb Street already, like I said, because he's a Buckeye and the white flag, wave the white flag shit. So um, either way. All right, what else do we got here? What do we want to talk about? I'd love to talk about Charbonnet at UCLA. Oh, that's a good one. All and right. We, we've got another, you know, we got Joe Milton starting on Thursday too for Tennessee. So we, we had a couple <laughs> transfer talks in here. All right. So are, are we going to be the guys that are like jealous girlfriends for, the, for these transfers? I think if Milton does well, I'll be, I'll be jealous girlfriend. I, I want to see these guys do well. Don't get me wrong. And I think, I think for Charbonnet, it hurts less because we know how good the running back room is and even like um last year it was like we knew Charbonnet was really good he was really good the year before it just seemed like Haskins kind of had the upper hand at that point 
we knew Corum was an up and coming guy who's probably going to be really, really fucking good. And then we've got a five star in Donovan Edwards, right? So for Charbonnet, I'm just happy to see him do well, right? Yeah. Um, Milton, now if he does really well at Tennessee and it feels like they could have kind of developed him, that's where I'll be a little butthurt. But obviously, again, want to see him do well at Tennessee. We've got a buddy down there in Knoxville. I'm a Vols fan. That's my that's one of my SEC teams. So I'd love to see him do well. I love that orange and white man. It looks kind of clean. He, 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 does he rocks good. it a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put my Vols shirt on on Thursday. Uh, that's right, baby. I'm tuning in. No, I mean I'm like I'm like past jealous girlfriend and just like bitter right to the point where it's like reversed and I'm looking at Michigan and I'm like I hope they do well at a different school so that you learn your lesson oh my god that's a that's a hot take I'll take that I mean that's a spin zone if I've ever heard one but I mean I think there's I think there are a significant portion of of fans out there that are like like how how is this happening Right. You know, obviously we haven't seen Milton yet. So we, you know, we don't know. Maybe Tennessee, maybe their quarterback room is awful. You know, that, that very well could be. Um, And, uh, and the other thing too is Charbonnet did that against Hawaii, which is like the equivalent of a max school. Right. If he did that against a max school here, but for him to six carries, three touchdowns and over a hundred yards, like I, first of all, I kind of, when I saw that, I was like, so why'd they stop feeding him the ball? That's kind of the same exact thing that happened at Michigan. Is he going to be pissed at UCLA too? Or, or did he just like play the first half and then they were up by 30 and and they, they took him out. I think that might be it too. I think that's what kind of happened. Yeah. But um, hey, if that's a Mac school, should we have the same expectations for Hassan and Blake this weekend? Probably. I'm hoping so. That would be fucking incredible for the fan base. That'll get the energy going. Especially 11 and one we're going fucking undefeated until Ohio state, <laughs> especially with Gaddis saying they like want to their identity to be running the ball. Right. Um, so I, I agree. I, I think it just like, as a Michigan fan, it just sucks to that. I mean, you even when like, let's talk about Nico Collins in the NFL too. Let's talk about Quiddy pay dominating the lions literally shoving their offensive line around like they are little children. And it's like, I I think as a Michigan fan to watch all these guys, uh, you know, go play so well at other places, whether it's the next level or, or a transfer school, it's like, why can't we figure it out that those guys can, that they can do that here. Dude, the why, Bengals. Why can't we get the most out of them? The Bengals lined up Chris Evans in the slot. He literally ran out on like a, a pass, and they threw him a touchdown pass, like thirty yards. It was it was Love like it. he had played wide receiver his whole life. Like that was unreal. How how did we not do that? I mean, he had twelve carries last year. He had like only a couple uh, catches. What are we doing? So Pro Football Focus put up a really cool stat. And it's got the highest graded preseasons by rookie edge defenders since 2013. All three are Michigan guys. Number one, Quiddy Pay with a 94.2 grade. Um, number two was Chase Winovich in, 20, in 2019 with a 92 grade. And number three was Frank Clark uh, with the Seahawks in 2015 with a 91.8 grade. That's crazy. I also cool saw something that is a cool fact. I, I mean, I also saw something that. Uh, Somebody was like, I full on uh, expect 
uh, Josh Uche to get uh, double double figures in uh, sacks this year. So like, fuck. these dudes are balling out, you know? And so that's where I think, I mean, I want to be so pumped for them. You know, like when Nico Collins catches, you know, three touchdowns in a, in a NFL game, I want to, as a Michigan fan, be able to be like, that's our guy. But mm-hmm. the, my first reaction is like, why, how did we not throw him the ball 15 times a game? So that, that's the thing that sucks too, right? Because for Nico, last year, he would have been the number one, no question, right? The year before that, it was like DPJ was there. Um, you know, there were other receivers. But last year would have been the year, so it's kind of like a question mark. Like, we don't really know, you know, if that could have happened or not. Um, yeah. But he, I think he's going to ball out in, in Houston. I mean, we, yeah. we know how good he was. And obviously, I think even in 2019, he should have got the ball more. We can definitely say that. Totally. Um, but, man, he's just – he's so fucking good. He's like a goal. But he's like a DeAndre Hopkins type of guy to me. Dude, he's sweet. He's so sweet. So – I mean, what is, what would you guys say your expectation is for Milton, though? I, I don't know much about Tennessee at all, um, but, I mean, that's a big deal for him to just get the starting nod. I thought he was going to go in and probably be a backup guy, um, but for him to win that starting job is a big deal. I mean, my expectation, I would say I think they'll probably have him air the ball out a little bit more. That'd be, I mean, that'd just be a, a guess for me. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of going in like, let's see what happens. I don't really have an expectation. I hope they throw the ball deep a lot, though, because I want to see him fucking throw a ball 80 yards. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, I read a little bit, and uh, Milton said that the coaching over there wants him to be like um, – have more freedom to take advantage of his own athleticism. So to me, that says like, okay, he's going to be like running outside the pocket, throwing on the run, just like – basically playing like he did in high school. So I'm like, eh, I'm all for it. As long as he's doing exactly what Jack said, throwing a ball 80 yards. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens there. That'll I I'm Michigan Twitter. It, Michigan fans are oh, going to we'll go apart. ballistic. If he balls out on Thursday night, prime time before they even have a chance to see Cade. Like, Oh my God. Oh geez. This is bad news already. I can see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, I mean that it's man, college football is back. It's college back. football is back. It doesn't I'm get much better pumped. than this, man. It really does not get better than this. It is like it's now. It's not even week zero. It's week one. It's for real. This is the first time you know that it's felt real too. I'm mm-hmm. prepping for a tailgate. Like I'm, I'm getting all my stuff packed up this week. Uh, making plans with people. You know all that stuff. Like. And it just hasn't – it hasn't – I haven't had this feeling in so long, so I, I can't wait, man. I've, I've got my money back in my Barstool account, so that's how I know college football is back. For me. I'm ready to <laughs> bet on a, full, on a full slate of games. College football season's here. Bet every weekend. I'm only going to do dollar bets so I don't get myself in trouble. But uh, <laughs> it's exciting to be able to, you know, have a stake in every single game. So that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm excited about. All right. So, I mean, do we want to throw some picks down or maybe wait for later in the week? Let's wait for the next episode because I haven't I haven't done my research yet. But All I'm definitely right. gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on the Tennessee game for sure because yeah. I'm definitely gonna be watching it. Um, What's that? Yeah, gotta crunch some know? numbers. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not who at Bowling Green. I mean, it's gotta be like Tennessee by like 17 or something. Yeah, I would imagine it's similar to Michigan. Let's see. 
What's you your betting app now? of choice for everyone? I I just use Barstool. But my Mine, favorite holy one. Shit. Huh. Tennessee minus 35 and a half. Wow. wow. I might take the uh I'm gonna the take BG. Take Bowling Green on that one. Yeah. Dude, that is a lot. You know, the other one too. We'll talk more about this. Ohio State's only minus 14 against Minnesota. Dude, I saw that. I'm I'm hammering Ohio State on that one. I think, I think so too, man. I, Minnesota stinks. Maybe they got the, that running back. That running back's pretty good. I mean, I think the quarterback is back. Um, yeah, they got a lot of returns. I mean, didn't they lose a receiver too? Like the top well, they, receiver, I think, is gone, or did he come back? Yeah, no, they lost him. Uh, what's yeah, I don't know. I think Ohio think? State by fourteen, easy. Ohio State. So I'll probably, new, I'll probably uh, take that QB and everything, right? So they just yeah. fucking plug and play, though. Like that, those guys are just fucking stupid. Yeah, that let, let's let's not true. even go there yet. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. I was excited. <laughs> I was excited for a second. <laughs> All right, all right. So, well, so we're gonna start to do I think a couple couple episodes a week here. Um, we'll you know we'll do a little on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, somewhere in there. We'll probably do a preview uh, of the game that week, and then either whether Sunday Sunday or Monday. That's going to just depend on how many Trulies we drink probably on Saturdays. Um, But we'll do a little recap uh, as well. You know, follow us on social media. We're going to be all over the place on, on game days. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if we're going to, you know, if our spelling's bad, just like, you know, you got to understand, right? I'm very excited (laughs) for Saturday because uh, I was talking to these guys offline. It's my wife's birthday. I'm not going to be tailgating. I will be at home watching game day and watching the game, but I'm excited for these guys to put up all the stories of the tailgate and follow that, uh, follow that through them. So I'm, I'm very excited to see that kind of see how that first tailgate goes, but week two, that night game against Washington. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, everyone, you know, we'll be, uh, we'll be tailgating. So, uh, if you're looking to come stop by, shoot us a a DM or something and we can get you the spot that we're at, you know, like we said, presented by truly we, uh, we've got some giveaways and stuff like that koozies and obviously drinks and some food as well. So, um, you guys are the first to hear that. So we'll, we'll officially put that out on Wednesday. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, That'll, we'll, that'll wrap up for today. Um, you can follow us at Blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at Blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Uh, we're now Blue by 90 presented by Truly. I love that. Love it. So, love it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys later. Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.